Welcome. Today is March 8th, 2016. My name is Tana Evans and we're here at Boys and Girls High School for the Our Streets, Our Stories Oral History Project and I'm sitting with Emerald Carter and Emerald, please tell us what is your Brooklyn story and what brought you here today? Well, I came because I heard that the Boys and Girls High School Library was collecting uh, Brooklyn stories and I got excited about that because I grew up in Coney Island, New York. Well, the area where I grew up is contested, like which neighborhood it is. Um, but I grew up right behind Abraham Lincoln High School. So that's kind of Coney Island, kind of Brighton Beach, kind of Gravesend, kind of a whole bunch of places. Um, but my neighborhood was primarily Jewish and uh, Russian immigrants. And um, I was, my family was like one of five black families in our five building apartment complex, Warbass Houses. Um, and yeah, before that we lived in Marlboro, which can be considered Coney Island or Bensonhurst. I guess I've always grown up on the margins. And um, yeah, my childhood was full of trips to Astroland and I lost a jelly sandal at the beach and swore never to go back. Um, what year was this? I was, I was a small person. I was like three or four. I had a pink jelly sandal that we had gotten from Payless. It was a Payless on like Brighton 4th um, or like Brighton 5th back in the day and it had glitter in it. And I had to walk home. I had to walk the long walk down Ocean Parkway from uh, Brighton Beach, Coney Island Beach um, with one shoe. So I was devastated. And I never had another pair of jellies again. I appreciated when they came back in style, though, so I didn't get one. It was too too traumatic. Um, what else? I my family was the kind of family that uh, we would vacation in like normal places. So like we would take buses from East New York, or um, I guess I guess it was East New York back. I couldn't really tell because I was a child, but now that I'm looking back on it, it might have been Bushwick. But we would take buses uh, with a whole bunch of other black people and black families to Hershey Park. And we took a trip to Disney World on Amtrak. And um, it was a whole like communal thing that we did. Um, those were fun. And yeah, I went to, I went to, I went to daycare <laughs> at, I don't remember what the daycare was called, but I went to daycare. Of course, I was in daycare. I went to Young's People's Day Camp in Marine Park for camp um summer camp that was awesome lanyard and bus rides to places fun time usa that oh that was that's a throwback fun time usa i don't even know if that's still around um just this in, indoor amusement park that we would go to like once a summer and um where was fun time usa where was sheeps at bay maybe yeah like knapp street or something it was in the cut and the UA movie theater, that's still there over by, um, and she said they over by the, uh, Bell Parkway. That's still over there. Movies all the time. Um, I wish I could tell you what bus that is now. Come on, tap in, Emerald, tap in. Um, trying to give you details. Anyway, so I went to public school 100, PS 100. That area is contested too. Like, my whole neighborhood is like, where are you? But... It's situated off the Ocean Parkway uh, Q stop and um, right in the 
kind of in the midst of uh, Trump Towers down there. Um, that's like a complex of like 20 buildings, um, 20, 24, you know, f four buildings, um, mostly uh, Jewish and Russian immigrants, and, uh, your occasional black or brown family. Um, yeah, and we did dance festivals in the park at the end of every year. What kind of dance? We did, it would be, so your whole class or two classes would get together and do dances. And I think one year we did Grease Lightning, I, no, no, don't write that down. One year we did like, uh, come along and, uh, did we do Fantastic Voyage or like something about a locomotive, some children's song. Um, and then we did, I remember we did Men in Black one year. Oh, goodness gracious, what else did we do? Oh, I can't even tell you. It was awesome to have the whole school out there matching outfits, doing choreographed dance moves. It was the weather was beautiful. The whole everybody would come out. Oh, dance festivals. Um, I also went to Warbass Dance School, and we would go to uh, John Dewey High School to do our uh, yearly performance as well. Um, the first year I danced, we did. Uh, I was doing jazz and tap, and Actually, I don't remember what songs we did the first year, but the second year, we did Grease Lightning. That's when we did Grease Lightning. And I actually ended up breaking my hip um, at that recital. Um, I was like 10 years old. And um, I went to Coney Island Hospital and I had to have surgery on my hips. They put pins in my hips and I couldn't dance. I was supposed to go, this is a contested story. Some There might be different narratives about this. Okay, don't tape recorder. Anyway, I was supposed to go to Mark Twain Junior High School in Coney Island for the gift, Talented and Gifted or whatever. And I auditioned as a drama student and a dance student. And because I had broken my hip, I couldn't get in for dance any longer. And I was never notified as to whether or not I got it for drama. So I ended up going to my um, zone junior high school and that was IS 303 and that was devastating because I had missed already six months of the first half of sixth grade because um, I was home being homeschooled in my wheelchair and um, when I got but when I got back to school it was on and popping because I didn't realize all the like rejects you know from my neighborhood went to 303 so it was, everybody knew me it was all good like everybody was like where you been blah 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 I made friends um when I started moving around again, I joined the tennis team and we would go, we would actually play against Mark Twain. And um, I would always go to like the West Fifth Park or um, PS 100 Park and play tennis on the handball courts. Um, but yeah, and oh, Brighton Second Park. Oh my gosh, there's a, this is a huge park right next to Brighton Beach uh, underneath the boardwalk. And that's where I spent like dinner every day in the summer. We would uh, switch our time between PS100 Park, which we were kind of outgrowing, and like the older kids were hung out at Brighton Second, and the kids from Coney Island, you know, from the hood, and the projects hung out from at Brighton Second. So we would foray over there um, every once in a while and got caught up in all that drama. But um, what year were you growing out of? So. Definitely like seventh, eighth grade, you know, we were still hanging out at PS100, but we would go to Brighton Second. It was for, it was further away, so it wasn't really okay for us to be going that way. But I 
um, oh, what year, how old I was? Yeah. So, well, not, not how old, but just year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can get you a year. Um, if I was in eighth grade, maybe 2000, 2001, right around the time. Yeah, definitely September 11th time. And then once I got into high school, which was 2002, 2003, I was definitely not really hanging out at the park as much, but um, it would be Brighton second if we did, because all the younger kids had taken over PS100, which they should have because it's an elementary school. Um, so yeah, and then 2002, well, 2000, in 2000, um, I started a program for called Prep for Prep 9, and they uh, use interviews and testing to pick out uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Potential uh, gifted students to send them, to train them, to send them to boarding school, to send them to private schools. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a super black New York thing. Um, and that was the first time they had had selected kids from 303 to even test for the program. Um, and me and my really good friend now, we're still really good friends. Uh, we made it through the program together. It was really hard. We were doing high school work as 7th and 8th graders, um, but we made it through, and I went to go, I went to school at Middlesex School in Concord, Massachusetts for four years. So my Brooklyn story kind of takes a pause there because I went to boarding school, um, but it's one of those things where it formed this like great community of all the gifted black students in New York. Um, especially in our like peer group, because they had been around for 15 years before that, sending kids to boarding schools. Um, so it's just this network of dope, amazing, black, smart people that I was exposed to. Um, and yeah, so I would come home every summer and that was hard because I was getting more mature and my grandmother was getting less patient. So I would always get kicked out. <laughs> And, or asked to leave or just having to leave and having to you know go live with family in Flatbush go live with family in Harlem and just all over the city trying to figure it out um but that was fine I was getting too big for my britches I thought I was grown so I had to go anyway and I was grown in a way I was at boarding school so it was like when I came home I'd be like but I have my own room now to share with my brother when I came home it was so whack and so I would just piss my grandmother off but my grandmother was born in Brooklyn. All my family was born in Brooklyn, from uh, East New York to Coney Island and all in between. Um, I want to do more research about my grandmother and her family because um, there was an article written up at a point uh, claiming that we were the largest black family in Brooklyn. So I haven't seen, it's one of those family folklore things. I haven't seen the article. I think my great aunt has it. Someone has it, um, but I, I want to do more research into that. But my grandmother and her sisters and brothers grew up in Brooklyn. And I'm not really sure what area it is because they weren't really sure what area it is either. I don't know, something about a marketplace. Like, it's back when those kind of things, like, that's how you differentiate neighborhoods, like, where the market was. Crazy stuff. This is, like, she was born in 1942. Um, and she had five kids. Uh by like 1960, by like 1972, I think she had all her kids. Does that make sense? If she was born in 42, 62, by 1963 or so, she had all her kids, um, which is crazy to me. 
I can't even imagine being 27 with five kids, let alone 20. Or she had her first kid at like 12, so 13. So crazy stuff. Um, yeah. So what? Oh, the library I went to. So when I broke my hip, see, this is how I can't. This is why I can't tell a story. This is why I need y'all to help me with the oral history part. When I broke my hip, um, every day when I would get the courage at least, I would wheel to uh, the, the Brighton Beach Public Library. And um, it was wheelchair accessible, which was a plus, and air conditioning. This is during the summer. I was in the wheelchair for the majority of all of the summer. Um, and they had this really small section of black books, you know, with Tony and Zora. Um, that's when, and I was into Tony, but I was doing a lot of chicken soup for the soul as well. I was like, what was I, 10, 11? So I was really into that stuff. Goosebumps and stuff like that. But um, I found myself in that black section with those 20, 10 or so books, you know. Um, and just trying to find myself and trying not to feel so sad about my situation. And um, that's when I knew I was going to be a writer because no one, no one had the story about like the the black little black girl in the wheelchair and like no one was telling my story. So um, I was like, oh, I have to write it, I guess. Um, but Tony almost got there. She, she Tony makes me just kind of. It's Tony's too historical for me. Like she's too like back in the day for me. Um, once I got older, Sister Soldier and. Um, those like urban hood classics those became my muses but um yeah Brian Beach Public Library they they were great and um what else I'm trying to see I'm trying to drop some more gems I went to I was um a girl scout at Our Lady of Solace Catholic, a Catholic Church in um in Coney Island that was cute I remember they took us to the woods and like we had to learn like woodsy stuff um, we played tricks on friends and I don't know where the woods were probably in a in Pennsylvania somewhere It's so funny a lot of my life as a Brooklyn Adolescent and child is connected to these like Almost local spots like that surround it. So like Splish Splash in Long Island or um, There was like Rye Playland in uh, Westchester Yeah, so You have any questions? Was that a wrap it up? No, no, no. Oh, oh, that was oh, like, oh. yeah, my plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what else, what else, what else? What else about Brooklyn? My grandmother's sister lived in East Flatbush. And so every New Year's, we every 4th of July and New Year's, they had the pool. So every 4th of July, we were there for a barbecue. And every New Year's, we were there, like clockwork. And it was, I, we look forward to it every year. And, you know, those family traditions change and evolve. Um, as time passes, and I just remember the first year we didn't went, didn't go for either or New Year's or July fourth, and it was just super sad. It just broke my heart. And looking back on it, I wish my little cousins had those experiences. You know, they had their own experiences and stuff. But you know, I can't imagine a Brooklyn without big Fourth of July parties and you know, dope. All the adults getting drunk and you know, and hanging out. So. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. What else? My other aunt, she lived in Flatbush, Flatbush, like not with a house, like in an <laughs> apartment. And she had all my all my cousins, like four cousins, 
Um, do you remember the cross streets from Flappish Flappish versus East Flappish? East so my aunt, my aunt, my grandmother's sister lived on East Forty Third between H and I, and my mom's sister lived on like Cortelu, and I can't tell you the cross street. She lives on Cortelu off the queue, off the queue, because we were off the queue. So she and she was off the queue. Um, but those those were some crazy days um, when we would go stay over there. That was fun. Um, running to the corner store, getting cheese doodles and 25 cent waters and 50 cent soda. Oh my gosh, 50 cent sodas. I'm about to go get me a champagne cola after this. Um, yeah, Harrow's and oh, I remember when Harrow's, y'all, I remember when Harrow's were 250 like two dollars and fifty cents for a hero those things are like six dollars now no they're not they're not that expensive but yeah man just oh i went to what else did i do i went to boys and girls like the boy no i went to high school elsewhere but i went to boys and girls club in coney island on um uh come on come on that is on um why am I doing this to myself? It's not surf. It's not, um, I'm bugging. But what was your experience at the Boys and Girls Club? It was crazy. Cause that was, that was the one time a year. Cause we did after school, but we also did summer sometimes until we found young people's. But, um, it was the first time that I was with a majority black population and I was like, I don't know. I, I was kind of picked on a little bit, but not cause, just because I wasn't from where they were from. But honestly, um, I it was kind of corny. Like it was just it. I was blessed to have been put in programs that like they enrich students, and it was kind of just we ran around, you know, and like did whatever we wanted to do. Um, there wasn't any enrichment. It was like, oh, these kids play basketball, and these people jump rope, and then all the drama being, you know under 10 or under yeah so um what else oh okay i can i can say this jimmy smith's the actor his aunt she might have been his great aunt like he might have been his she might have been his grandmother's sister or his mom's sister but she was my babysitter when i was um me and my older brother when i was uh like from maybe three to seven so 92 to 91 92 to 98 99 that was great she's awesome miss smith she was awesome and she told me the story about i think they came from like panama or something um her people and um how they had to change their name to, like she changed her name from smith from from smith to smith when they came over here and jimmy smith's actually kept his name when he became an actor i remember that story um, I used to get, before she passed, like, I went to her house. I was older when she passed. I was, like, 12 or 13, and I would just go and visit because um, she just lived right upstairs. And I heard people talking in her house, and I was like, oh, that's strange. I'm not used to her having visitors. And then um, I told her when she answered, oh, I was like, oh, do you have company? And she said no. And I said, are you listening to the radio? And she said, no, girl, or the television, nothing. Um, but she ended up getting really sick a couple of, within the next couple of weeks and 
she told her daughter while she was in the hospital that um, she believed that I was hearing her uh, husband that had passed away um, and her son who had passed away. So, um, yeah, she, and then she passed away uh, shortly after. So that was my first, I, I studied divinity and mysticism and stuff like that. So that was like my first foray into what maybe called the spiritual world. But um, yeah, she was, she was a special woman and just really humble and gracious. Um, my grandmother, she, she's definitely a nice woman, but my grandmother's hard around the edges. So she presents a very, you know, put together, I call her an old black Jewish woman, but she's not Jewish. Um, but because she, she's comfortable around Jewish people, um, she became like an old black Jewish lady. And, um, yeah, she's suffering from Alzheimer's now, which is unfortunate. So that's why doing oral histories and stuff is becoming really important to me. Um, and that's the same disease that Mrs. Smith has has been passed away from. He had Alzheimer's when I was little and he would like leave the house and we'd have to call the police and he'd be walking down Brighton Beach Ave or like doing crazy stuff. Um, so, and we're there with my grandmother now, so that's crazy. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to say too much. I'm like, mm, I'm doing okay. <laughs> you have any more questions? Um, you uh, so when you came back from boarding school, boarding school, Ugh. did you stay in Brooklyn or did you find your way back to? Brooklyn? <sighs> I did. I stayed in Brooklyn. Like basically, when my grandmother and I weren't fighting, I was at home. So um, for the majority of that, and I spent most of my time. Um, in downtown Brooklyn, like back when Albee Square Mall was really Albee Square Mall, um, I used to go like get heroes and or go to I would go to um, Caton and Church, K yeah Caton and Church Avenue to go get me some West Indian food because um, they have the best West Indian food over there, and um, go yeah go to downtown Brooklyn, go to Juniors, buy my grandma some cheesecake, and then get on the queue to go home. Um, so yeah, I remember Brooklyn when it was just like chill when it weren't it was doesn't wasn't so much construction and it just wasn't it was popping because we were there but um oh I spent when I was before I was thirteen yeah before I broke my hip I spent a lot of time at Long Island University um, or LIU in downtown Brooklyn my two cousins went there or my older cousin who I grew up with went there and she met her husband there. And so I would be at all the spring flings, getting all the free swag and like doing college stuff at that young age. So um, I was really um, privileged to have that experience of seeing black, put together black people go, you know, go to college. I was, that was like, it never occurred to me that I would not go to college because people so close to me would bring me around that. So that was integral to my experience. Um, and it was, it was so much fun. This was like, and I was a small child and this was like when hip hop was everything. And like everybody that was in hip hop was from Brooklyn and Brooklyn was just popping and the parties, I can go to the parties and then I got to go to class and, uh, that was crazy. LIU was great. LIU was definitely great. You know, all my cousins, most of my cousins ended up going there for, for college after their sister went. Mm. Thanks. Oh, when he got game came out. Oh my gosh, I got Denzel um, Washington's autograph because um, they were shooting at Lincoln. I told you my building, my building's right behind Lincoln. Um, 
so they were on Ocean Parkway and I got Denzel's autograph. Um, I had, I must've been like seven maybe when it came out, but I had a Mickey Mouse, like we had just came back from Disney World off of one of those like black people trips um, that we all took together. And I had my like Disney World autograph book. So I had Minnie's autograph, I had Mickey's autograph. I was winning, I had Denzel's autograph out here. This autograph, I have no idea what that shit is for now, excuse me, but however, I know what happened. So, and I and I had gotten Jimmy Smith's uh, autograph in there when he, he had come to visit that summer too. So, um, yeah, he got, oh my gosh, he, I couldn't watch it <laughs> until I got older. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of pride when, um, you know, they make movies. Because Coney Island doesn't, you know, we have Stephon Marbury and all that. But we don't really get the, the recognition that I think we deserve. So when Spike made He Got Game and then a few years later, I know Marlon Wayans was in a movie that was shot in Brighton Beach. Um, that really made me happy because I'm like, yeah, they get to see my side, not just the other side. So um, that was fun. My best friend that I said we were in a program together, uh, she lived in Seagate. So Seagate is like on the other side of Coney Island. Um, it's like a gated community, but the... The periphery, like the outside edges, everybody's still hood. Like everybody's like, it's very um, economically unstable, and um, yeah, it's houses, but you know everything's broken down. Sandy really messed a lot of that stuff up, and it was a storm. We always get storms down there because we're right on the water, um, but nothing like Sandy. It was like it looked like the ocean had just toppled over, so that was crazy. But Coney Island really got hit hard. What else? Manhattan Beach was popping. That was an adventure when we would go to Manhattan Beach as teenagers. Um, they had good water over there. You wouldn't step on no needles, nothing. So we would go to Manhattan Beach when we had like the full day to hang out um, during the summer. Yeah, so when I came back from boarding school, it was just chill. I was just a teenager doing teen stuff. You know, go down to Herald Square, go shopping. Um, go to Astroland. I remember one time... I think I was like, I think I was still, I might've been in middle school. I might've been 10 or 11 years old, maybe 98, 99, 2000, maybe. They had their anniversary. Coney Island had had, Ashland had had their anniversary and the cyclone was a quarter. Oh my God. <laughs> a whole day. And it was the day, it was like the last day of school too. That I think they did it on purpose, but you could ride the cyclone for a quarter. It was, it must've been the 25th anniversary. Um, and that was awesome. Um, so yeah, a lot of, my, yeah, a lot of random, it's <laughs> random. <laughs> it's a random raid, am I right? Um, you did it. So I guess at this point of the interview, do you have any, um, lasting legacies that you want to leave for those future generations or maybe the students that you teach here? Mm. You want to, about Brooklyn or about remembering your roots or... You touched on um, the importance of our history. Yeah, the thing is, in my family, we don't really talk about a lot. There's a lot of secrets. There's a lot of, oh, maybe this happened. And it's too much for me. And so I want to do the work of uncovering a lot of those secrets, especially because, not not to be disrespectful, but especially because the people who cared about those kind of secrets, they're, they don't, they're at a point where they don't care really anymore, you know, or they can't care for whatever reason, you know, um, maybe they're not here or just not cognizant. So, um, I want to uncover a lot of that stuff because 
you know, my, my mom, most, uh, most of my aunts, most of my aunts and uncles, except for one, uh, struggled with drug addiction. Mm -hmm. And, um, in my opinion, uh, not only were they on drugs, but they were also incapable of taking care of the children that they made. So, um, because that was, that's such a dark period of Brooklyn life, that whole, what, what is called in the media, the crack epidemic or whatever, um, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that caused that, that we don't talk about as a family, like that drove my aunts and uncles into that kind of lifestyle or encouraged it. Um, and then on top of that, those those couple of decades are just not spoken about. So um, a lot of people, especially my aunts and uncles, not and my mother kind of, they've come out of that fog kind of, but I think those histories and um, that kind of party scene is lost on people now and they don't really understand the effects that had, you know, um, it, in my opinion, in terms of like disintegrating memory, it's, um, it's akin to like what happened with slavery. So it's like, not only was there a forgetting of what happened while we were enslaved or like a, just, I'm not going to deal with that, but there's also, we're forgetting about what happened during the 80s and the 90s, especially here in New York amongst black families. So um, yeah, I would just encourage all my students to do their own research when it comes to their family um, and dig up this stuff, you know, cause it brings up a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions that you haven't thought about, but that are probably still affecting you, you know, negatively or positively that you can um, create some gold out of, you know? So. Thank you so much, Tano. Thank you, Taina.